welcome to Eagle Nation. Don't forget to join us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter so you never miss an episode. Well, welcome back, Dan and Wayne. It's been a big week in football, as they say. Um, the Rioli thing sort of died down, but we'll briefly talk about him in a second. Uh, a good news story. It was good to see Benny Cousins running around uh, playing footy for the Perth Metro League in the Queen's Park Bulldogs. I think he's playing 10 games for the year, and let's hope he can stay on the straight and narrow, guys. Yeah, he looked very healthy. We're just saying off off here there he was looking he's probably the healthiest we've seen anyone we've seen look so and he looked happy I'll be so. the devil's advocate um, is there any drug testing in uh, <laughs> in the, the Perth Metro League because he's got short hair I've got to say he's got short hair so <laughs> <laughs> no I've just been hypocritical then um, it, it's all in jest it's funny because you said we'll talk about Rioli quickly um, but I find their similar stories not with their fences and what they've done but it's so good to get them into the footy culture mm. I think it's great to see Cousins Playing there, playing a team game, getting back in the sport, and that's the main reason I don't want to say Rioli dropped. Well, we being got, in the team is just a great atmosphere to be in, you know. We got a question on Rioli, and so we might as well jump to it. Oh yeah, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Will Eagles keep him or did list him? Because oh. the AFL have come out, Gillian McLaughlin's come out, said they won't stand in his way. We'll keep it brief, but the narrative is sounding to me. They're all talking about his welfare, and to me, it's more about keeping him, trying to work out how they can keep him instead of delisting him. I, I can see him keeping him now. I, I was 50, I was fifty fifty at first whether they should keep him or not. You know, at first I was, I think Dan and you and me both said, "Well, he's gone. He's gone. He's got to go." Um, but then, like, glad thing though, the club has waited and let the dust settle and. You know, and I think Tom brought some great points up last week when we had our podcast in, um, on his side because he's obviously experienced stuff like that. And then I heard Eddie Maguire say something as well and he brought up some really good points and I think the club will keep him. I hope they keep him now and um, and help him along. Yeah, I, I thought the press would have been a lot more negative. I think it's more the fans that have been negative to I, be truthful. Yeah, I found the media, it was it was like a shock story they could chuck yeah. in there. But it was it's not actually taking a big charge. And the, now he's been through courts, we've seen that. <clears throat> and it was, you mentioned Eddie Maguire. You know, Robbo um, from Herald Sun did the same. Uh, they're very supportive of it. And as I just touched on then, it's just great to get these players back in the club. Because the club, forget about what's best for the Eagles right now, I suppose. The club would be such a good place for Willie Rioli. Oh, it'd be now, better than not being. He's, he'll get yeah. fast for education, support. Because that's saying he didn't have support. He's not allowed at the club. So that's a fallacy when people think that he yeah. had all this support by the club. Yeah, In that two years... They're blind. Yeah, the club would do whatever they could to mm. help him. But we're limited by what we can do because of his suspension. And then don't forget... All footy departments had salary cuts too. Yeah. So that's another big blow. Yeah. So get him back in the club, and not just for us because he's a great player, so he'll reward us by playing, but just the best for him too. Help him out. Yeah. But during the 20th when he's allowed it back at the club, mm-hmm. and that's when the Eagles are allowed to give him 100% attention. Yeah. Until then, they can direct him in areas to go to, like Eddie Maguire on um, Footy Classified said. They get two-year ban like the two boys from Collingwood, and you don't see them. That's right. Um, and it's just, it's well, you know, if you don't do the crime, you, you know, there's no problem, right? So it's his own fault. But you know, you need to put rehabilitation. If he was bringing back in, he'll be going through rehabilitation courses. He'll be drug tested every week. He'll be he'll have to show why he deserves that spot in the list. Yeah. and that's why. Right. I reckon they'll bring him on. They'll give him that six months 
suspended sentence the Eagles, a club, which is basically what he's got anyway. And they'll probably say, you won't play this year, but you proved to us that you deserve to be on the list because at draft time at the end of the year, if you've transgressed, you're off. Hmm. This is your last chance. So who knows? And we, I think we've all said too, if we don't take him... Somebody else will. Guaranteed. Richmond, Geelong, Essendon, and Carlton, they'll all take him. No worries. And the longer they hold off... Hmm. Um, well, so they can't take him in the mid-season draft from my understanding and that's on June the 2nd mm. which is only what two weeks away yeah. so the longer the Eagles hold off that because uh, I think he has to nominate he had to nominate from the last week so he's listed I think he's listed so mm. he can't go on to it I, I, I don't know if I'm 100% sure but I'll I'll follow that up and find out for next week alright should who should be the flag favourites Geelong, Melbourne or Bulldogs Melbourne for me Melbourne? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think Melbourne are undefeated, and I think they deserve to be yeah. favourites. Weather 9, yep. Look, the only thing I can say about that is uh, five years ago in North Melbourne with 10 and zip. That's but right. they didn't get any scalps north. That was the big thing, because there was question marks on them even during that nine-game uh, winning streak, was the fact they hadn't been on... Where Melbourne's beaten Geelong, Melbourne's beaten the Tigers so they've taken scalps mm. they haven't just beaten up on the low teams they've I'm gonna, taken scalps I'm going to reserve my judgement for round 11 because Melbourne play Bulldogs mm. and to me if Melbourne uh, undefeated and beat the Bulldogs deservedly so I just say something about the Cats they're just lying there like like, a, like the namesake lying there ready to pounce you know what I mean and Richmond's proved it last year at the bye, they weren't even in the eight, mm. and then they go on and win the flag. So, another question is the final eight all set? No, I oh, think I think the eight, um, the teams in it will probably be the teams that make that's finals. what I reckon. Mm. But I there'll be a lot of changing around the, the positions from where on seven from the ladder, we could be third, that's all percentage. Yep, so when it's down to percentage, there's a huge room for improvement, swapping and changing, because we could be third. If we didn't get that belting from Cats, we would be sitting third. Mm. And you just said no, didn't you, Wayne? Yeah. I, I still, so who would go in and who would come out? Well, GWS are, are hovering around still. They could, look, they could go in. We could quite easily go out if we don't, if we get any more big injuries and we don't get our players back. I always, I'm always thinking with, why Richmond's been so successful is that they've had their good players right the at the right time of the year. Seven weeks of the year. Yeah. And that's the right time to have all your players there. And I could see out of that, maybe only... And Sydney, I still don't think Sydney, maybe, are still not, no certainties to go in, stay in. We are not so no certainties to stay in, and neither are Richmond no certainties to stay in. So, I, I, I don't know, that could just change at the moment. Melbourne are going great, but... What happens if Petrarca gets injured? What happens if Oliver... Yeah, they've been blessed with our injuries. Nathan, uh, Gorn gets injured. They're, they're, they'll go back to where what happens to us. I, I agree. They'll bring on their young, the, all the other seconds in there. I agree, but that's the same with every team mm. as well. You walk line arm. So that's why I'm so impressed with what the Eagles have been able to do. Yeah, like, we wins. are, 6-3. Yeah. That is amazing for yeah. our injuries. Um, but to that, uh, this weekend's game, which we'll touch on a bit more, is it? so important for oh. your exact reasons. Yeah. If we beat them, we're putting the gap on ninth on the ladder, yeah. and then that'll be go a long way. You're suddenly three wins on top of GWS. Yeah. 
inside that top eight. Yeah, well, you got a good point there, Wayne, because if the Eagles do drop against Giants, mm. there's a game the difference. That's right. You know, so, um, but usually at this time of year, the, the teams that are in the eight tend to stay there. Mm. And like last year was a bit different. COVID, Richmond were ninth and then they stormed home. Um, we did it in 2018. We had a great second half of the year. Um, even last year, our second half of the year was brilliant, you know what I mean? Mm. But um, it was only 17 games, two last year. 2018 was a great season, but our first half of the year, we lost first to Sydney. Then wasn't it 10 in a row? Mm. Yeah, so and then, first half and then we won, lost a few more in the middle. In the middle and, we, row, and then I think it was the last six or seven we won as well. Yeah. You look at that top nine teams there, <laughs> right down the G- GWS, and I'll, I'll keep Frio out of it because I don't think Frio will make... No, I don't think so. I think GWS is the only ones out there that could get in there. Um, maybe St Kilda, but but you look at those teams, all those top nine teams, on their day, they've all played some really great footy, yep. including us. We've yep. had some great games where we've played so well. Port Adelaide was a classic example. We played them you know, when we won our game in Melbourne the other week with all the young kids. And every team there has had great wins and played great footy. Now, it's consistently bound to do that between now and the end of the year. And of those teams that are in the eight, we play Melbourne Optus, mm. we play Bulldogs again at Optus, yep. um, we play um, Collingwood not in there, um, but we got Brisbane at the Gabba, we got, we and we got Sydney, Sydney at the SCG. Oh, okay, so that's the only hoodoo ground we got. Mm. So... Yeah, um, I can't wait to actually play Melbourne ourselves. I reckon that'll be a ripping game. The the funny thing is, though, I think the top eight is settled, not in positions, but the teams in yeah, there. Yeah, I, I agree uh, on that. A more funny thing I'm finding with this is I've never been this far into a season and thought the premiership uh, race is so open. Oh, it is. It's, you take yeah. that top eight that Wayne has read out. Yeah. On their day, which you just said, I think any team could win that. Yeah, yeah great. Sydney has beaten, uh, sorry, mm. they beat Geelong and Tigers, is it? Well, yeah. As, well, yeah, they beat, uh, they beat they Richmond. They beat two of them in there. They've beaten a few of them. And I think they beat Bulldogs, didn't they? they didn't they beat the Bulldogs? Was Who beat Bulldogs? the Bulldogs? I can't remember. Tigers beat Bulldogs. Oh, that's right. But they've beaten two of those teams in that top yep. bracket, which is just like, well, that proves on their day they can win it. So all eight teams currently in the eight hmm. could actually... Yeah. win it this year and I've never seen so as far as I'm concerned it's always three three to four we're, teams you think you we're Sydney got a three three easy teams in the next three weeks so mm. I reckon they can consolidate but like you said anything can happen well, I gave you boys some homework and we had a bit of talk off air and all that now round 15 is coming up really quick it's only four or five games away right so the hypothetical was all our players being fit and they're coming back two of them are coming back this week yeah. they could be so we all know We've got Brass and McGovern just come back in. We've got Liam Ryan, Shannon Hearn, Elliot Yo, and Luke Shuey to come back in. Duggan. And, and Liam Duggan, yep. right? So that's five, six players. Who are the unlucky players that are play, they're all playing good football now are going to be missing out when it comes to the real end of the season? Well, my team is, if, if this is everyone available, I've got Hearn, Barras and Cole, Shepard, Gov, Rotham, Gaffey, Yo, Redden, Cripps, Darling, Sheed, Oscar, JK, Ryan, Nick, Kelly, Shuey. And on the bench, I've got Witherden, Williams, Duggan, and Brander. The missed out would be Nelson, Waterman, Jones, Petrol, and Archie. All right, so that's a lot of pace. Mm. I like it though, you need a bit of pace in the But you've got pace in there. We've got Liam Ryan, pace. Cripps, pace, Sheed. Okay, not bad pace. 
Yo, fit, pace, big and strong. Shuey, pace. Kill. I mean, I mean, that's... So your one there was a few small forwards. It was basically forwards, wasn't it? Mm. So my back, so Duggan and Rotham, I mean, Duggan comes back in, Hearn comes back in, so you can play Rotham, Nelson and Cole? Uh, well, my... See, way they, they see the way they work the interchanges, they work a player for each line or for each group. So I got Witherden could quite easily come in and take over from and take the kickouts. Give me Jew, he's doing pretty good now. He's getting good possessions. I know kickouts, you know, my bare point for me. Well, to me, I, I, I agree with pretty much with what you got, but I just can't see how. Um, I just think. Look, Shuey and that coming in, you're always going to put them guys in. And I, I went a bit. I had Waterman out and I had Rotham out. Hmm. And Rotham's playing great Orange football. And borderline, and I don't want to say it, but. Where is Brandon going to play once Shuey and Yo are back in the team? See, it's funny because I'm almost in the between you guys there. Um, to keep it simple, from the weekend, I would drop Langdon. He was gone, but he's a nah, sub. he's a sub. So, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, you've got to drop five right. on there. So, Langdon, Petroselli, Waterman, Nelson and Archie. They're the five. And it's it's hard because they're all great yep. since they've come in. And then... You obviously bring in the Shuey, Yo, uh, Duggan, Hearn, and Ryan. And then, sadly, I think you'd probably have to put Jones, even though he has played really well in certain games and certain patches. He then moves on to the sub where we've cut Landon from. Mm. As far as I'm concerned, we've got to do everything in our power to keep Brandon in that side. But where do I love him on? Well, I yeah, love him on. Where the does wing. he play? But I would still keep him on the wing. But see, that's where he's so versatile. He can go forward um, because I've dropped Waterman there. Um, and as Wayne said, you've got to cover every line when you interchange. Mm. If you can't, you've got to have then a versatile player that yeah. when the player goes off can go down. Yeah. And his intercepts on that wing. When he goes back, he he quickly runs back because mm-hmm. he's got pace. He took another three on the weekend. So as far as it, and not only that, forget about actually playing your best twenty-two. He's got to be on this because we got to a see what he's like because he's contracted. Like runs out in the year. Uh, end of the year. Is he capable? Yep. Is he in our best twenty-two? And but if he's not, or we're looking to trade him, we need to let the opposition teams see he's this guy's see his worth, worth. Yeah. exactly. So there's. A double-edged sword there, you know what I mean? Let's see if he can play the wing. And I've loved him in recent weeks on the wing. I stand great because I didn't like it at first. I said he's a power forward, keep him forward. Mm. I'll admit I made that mistake because yeah. I love his defensive work and his run and he gets forward. And aside, he was ripped off. He 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 was pulled up and should have got that goal <laughs> when they said play mm. on when he was running. He's a quick boy. So yeah. he just slowly slowed up and the umpire's like, nah, bad luck, keep yeah. going. Right. So I think Duggan can switch between back through the middle and through the up and through the forward line, uh, Brander can uh, Brander can go through the the middle and the forward line. I say Witherden can go back. Williams is I think he's the man to take with Nick. He's the man. Uh, oh yeah, there's no no doubt about that. That one there. Uh, dis- it, it was I, I'm a- disappointed. I, I hate leaving out was Nelson. I love Nelson. Yeah. Well, that's a hard one. Because it gives us a bit of toughness. The, the exercise was there just to see how hard it's going to be for our selectors mm. come when we got a fully fit team. And like Dan's highlighted in the last three weeks, it shows you that our depth is better than what people thought it was. Yeah. And oh, it's, um, it's, a, it's a good thing to sit back and go, because at the start of the year, I'm sitting there going, you know, JK's coming up to the end, Hearn's coming up. 
are, are we going to fall back? And I'm just totally blown away at the enthusiasm and just the way the kids that have been given a chance have been playing. Mm. And it was funny because when I was watching the game at Optus on the weekend, the first quarter, even, yeah, maybe the first quarter, Govan uh, Brass were rusty as hell, and I'm sitting there joking and saying, maybe we should have kept them out and left the other boys in the back, you know what I mean? But it was just them gelling. So it's a good thing to go. Um, All you supporters out there that think uh, we haven't got enough depth, it's proved that we have, and we're sitting six and three. I'm glad it's proved me wrong. I was quite open yep. about it on the. And we could easily we could easily be eight and one oh, if we didn't blow the St Kilda game, and you know the Bulldogs was a goal. So mm. the only blight's been the Cats game, and that's a big wake up call. So hey, let's get in and talk about the game. It's the final siren. All right, Darling was a game-breaker in a brilliant five-goal second-quarter effort, and the Eagles finished the job. 16 goals, 10-106 to Adelaide, who fought pretty good, I thought. 11 goals, 10-76, a 30-point win. Some people said we could have gone on with it a bit more, but if you're at the ground, there was a lot of pressure by Adelaide. The goal kickers quickly, Darling 5, Allen 3, Kennedy 3, Waterman 2, and for Adelaide, McAdam 3, Barry 2, Philport, Thorpe. Two, get it out. All right, boys. Eagles, that five-goal second quarter by Darling, 17 minutes. He had six disposals in that quarter, um, five goals. He only had nine disposals for the rest of the match. Did he deserve to be best on ground? Oh, 100%. That five goals, that... Won us the game. Let's be honest. Yep. Adelaide were coming us all the time. That broke the game apart. Um, <laughs> the, uh, I can't believe it's coming from me, but things stats can be misleading sometimes. And I know people just calm down, don't be too shocked. <laughs> but he didn't dis- like he didn't affect the scoreboard as such. But he didn't disappear in the second half. No, as no. you said, he had nine mm. disposals in the second. He was still marking the ball. He kicked a couple behind, so he lost his accuracy. Where there he was slotting everything in that second quarter, but. A few of the set-up goals to the key forwards, that because we still kept kicking goals that time, and he was instrumental in the assists. So his game after halftime was still actually good. It just you don't see the goals getting no. kicked by him, so it looks worse. First quarter, different story. He had a horrible first quarter, but I reckon his last three were pretty good, and he looked gassed in the last. He had yeah. a big game. Well, Simo said this morning on a podcast with Jared Wheatley, he said, um, look, we don't want to give too much away, but basically the halfway through the quarter, they would have been taking him off because mm. of his rotations. But because we sort of did a few mismatches there and all that, we kept him on and we're glad we did. So, And he goes, he's just an important cog and the pressure he puts in there and even people in, on the Victorian media, they're all speaking him up. And um, it, it, it was good. Watching the game was brilliant. It was it was unbelievable. Three great clearances in the first four minutes of the game, I think, in that quarter. You know, it's straight to Jack every time. And that last one, it was like, oh, my God. What is he thinking? Now, that was right in front of me. I think it's got something to do with his vision. Now, when he's... And people can't see us. All guys in front of him. People can't see... People can't see us because we're on a podcast. But when he's out in front, he's got his arms full strength. Side, never a problem. But when the ball's right in front of his face... 
I think he's got a problem with vision, with his eyes. You know, like short sighted. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's called short sighted. Even though it's actually know, the opposite things you yeah, better at long sight, distance. Yeah. And when it's short, you lose. And vision. maybe that's maybe that's it. I don't know, but you could be right because it's chest marks. And I, I, it's in close. He it, it was right in front of me, and I just went, man. And then he, but he got up, kicked the goal, landed on his back, and you know the crowd just went nuts. And like I said. Five goals in 17 minutes of football, and that was a difference for the rest of the game. So, mm. um, do you do you think though you can be best on ground if you kick all your goals in one quarter? You can. I, I didn't because I just thought Kelly was outstanding. Great he had game. nine. He had nine score involvements as well, as well as his eleven clearances and he 31 disposals. And I, I just thought he was clearly best on the ground. I thought and. Well, I had a... I'm a harsh judge of Nick, as you guys know. Yeah. And I, but I thought the great thing I saw about Nick on on the weekend was that first. Um, contest he, he went into and he ran into our forward line and uh, O'Brien stood there didn't follow him yeah. I thought geez, geez, I hope he does that a few more times oh well let's talk about Nick now Nick Natanui right 13 disposals 31 hit outs 4 clearances and O'Brien had 10 disposals 15 hit outs and to me Nick that was that, I don't know if you saw it but he, he hit it out the centre and did a big Tory I love and that. then it was chaos born. I said, "Man, the whole just when he kicked it, we hadn't even kicked the goal, and the crowd was going nuts." I said, "I'd love to see him do more of that." He did another one where he punched the ball, went further than the kick, um, and then behind the play, it was down the field. He picked up by Brian like a rag doll and dumped him in the ground. He gave away the free kick, mm. and I think they kicked a goal out of it. But he monstered O'Brien, and O'Brien was trying to get into him, and he was just palming him off yeah. each time. And I just thought, you know. You said Kelly, 31 disposals, 11 clearances. Um, and nine, nine score involvements. He was, he's playing his best football. He's, he, he's back to that, yeah. uh, dare I say it, Geelong, mm. that year he was third or fourth in the Brownlow. I actually think he's playing better than he did. And he's, he played a lot in the half forward at Geelong, so yeah. he would have had more yeah. goals. Like score. That's because he played on the half forward line. I think it is his best year. The form we're seeing him in. With Nick Nat's game, though, I didn't think it was much... I'm just—he puts that effort in every week. People just don't notice it. Yeah. Like to mm-hmm. me, that was just a normal that game, and he did 62% game time. So you add another mm-hmm. 20% onto that. So if you inflate his numbers by 20%, that's what Grundy and Gorn get. You know. So he's actually having that effect. Um, and I agree. He just threw it. the one thing I thought was funny, and I think he only did it to put a middle finger up to some people. It, he took four marks, and I think he only did that to show I can get easy marks. I can get marks. Well, he old, said that, but as that's much. not what my game is focused on. That's what he said in I, the press. I want to be a bull in the contest. Mm. I want to get clearances, mm. and I want to get my midfield the best opportunity to tap Ruckman, and that's what he does. And he, he said in the press, "I don't give a crap what people think of me." Mm. He goes, "I could get Gaffy to come up and give me all these little uh, marks that you know might look good on a stat sheet, but I'm not there for that. I'm there to play my role, mm. and if I'm going to make." Tim Kelly and that look good, I've done my job, and he is. And like I said, he's the best tap ruckman in the comp. Mm, and yeah. I'm glad that he, he, he's basically shoving it up Brereton because yeah. Brereton was the one that was going on about it. I think um, too with Tim Kelly, I think the great thing about his form is is that he's actually our now premier midfielder at the moment. With <coughs> Yo out and with Shuey out, he is the man we look to step in to be the major player. When he was at Geelong... He had Selwood, he had Dangerfield, he had... Um, Guthrie. Uh, Guthrie, yep. and he had Duncan. So he was there. That's why it was so good, because... Sorry, Manangola as well. And Manangola. They, they, couldn't, they couldn't cover everyone. Well, that's Whereas why I'm, that's why I'm salivating. And he's winning. That's yeah. why I'm salivating what it's going to be like when 
Yoan Shuia back in. And that's why we recruited him. You know what I mean? To fold with those guys. Um, and look, she didn't have a bad day, but he racked up a lot of possessions. But he was the one getting tagged. Gaff, um, he racked up possessions. Probably wasn't um, as damaging as what he usually was. But I watched him all game, and he just runs all day. But the one at the ground, and we talked about this off air. Jamie Cripps impressed me. Twenty-five disposals, ten marks, six hundred and thirty-eight meters gained, and yeah, he had eight inside fifties. And I think he got a goal himself. Mm. Um, or was it two goals he got? Uh, one. one. One, yeah. But, um, you know, and I'm going to bring this guy up before we talk about some of the other players in Adelaide. Jake Waterman, he goes under the radar, man. 17 possessions and 12 marks for the game. And he kicked three goals. And um, But his downfall was the kick across, at, across half-back flank. Yeah. He, got, he was in la-la land. He, he got caught dropping the ball, holding the ball, mm-hmm. and he, you could see he punched the ground. I don't know if you saw it on DB because mm-hmm. I didn't get to see that yeah. second part, but he punched the ground. He was dirty as hell. Five minutes later, in exactly the same spot, he felt the heat. He didn't need to. Palmed it out to Nelson. Nelson got caught, and then there was a cold 50-metre penalty. Mm-hmm. So he was a bit dark on himself there, but played a good game of football. I've noticed, so if you guys have noticed it, I've noticed that when he plays, they play him a lot as a loose man into the back line. He goes down there and take and plays that uh, extra back tool in the back line. Yeah, it, and I quite often see him there. It's going to be interesting, as we said in our teams earlier. Is is Jake going to make when if we get all our players back? Is Jake going to make that final twenty-two? Well, that's what I'm saying. You got him. You got Brander. Mm. Brand, that, that, Brander could probably play the same role as Waterman. Mm. But Brandon's playing more mid and, you know, than forward. I love Waterman up forward because... He's a goal kicker. He's a goal kicker. And he kicked three goals too. Mm. He usually never misses, mate. Um, but That is his weapon. Yeah. His accuracy of goal kicking. The only problem I foresee with Waterman in the future, this is in the immediate future, is if we need that second ruck, so it'll be Williams, that's what's going to punish his mm. spot when the players come in. Yeah. That's that's it, and it's it's. I know they're not linked, but it's another tall down forward. Yeah, and that's not fair on Waterman. But as we've already touched on the players' drop, it's not fair on all these players because our fringe players are in such good form, and certain games they've actually been in the top three players. We've seen it with Jones, we've seen it with Archie Waterman. He's kicking two goals as the third, fourth tall option. Mm. That is a great output. That's a forty goal season when you're the third third, fourth tall option. Um, so I agree he's had a great game, but if clean bill of health, yeah, I think he may be one that's could we maybe ro- pushed out. Could we rotate him uh, if we want to keep him in the side while you're saying there? Because Bailey's got to stay in because we need another Rutman. Could we rotate him through the back line as well when Gov and Tommy have their rest? Could it be worked in so, you know, he could go, Gov has rest, Tommy comes out centre back. He goes out back, takes the roll down at that back line. So many hard decisions because <laughs> if the question is can he? Yes, hundred percent he can. Yeah. We've used all I'm thinking about. But then I think then Brander would get the chop mm. because I think that's exactly yeah, what Brander's going to have to do. Yeah. It's a it's it's, a, it's horrible to talk about or make these decisions. Well, but it's like the old saying: it's a great position to be in. All I'm thinking about there is 2023 for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> um, because uh, Waterman will have a, a role every 
game, I reckon, because I think everyone talks about Oscar being the full forward. To me, Oscar's more versatile, and Waterman's your full forward. Mm. And um, his hands are good. Uh, look, the, the game was pretty even. We did play the Crows, so it, they, they, they were a young team. They were brilliant. They, they applied the pressure on game. They didn't let off. Um, Rory led. He usually plays a different sort of game, but he had 35 disposals and 10 clearances himself. Um, McAdam, he was good, took a beautiful mark. Uh, they kept on saying, Will Schofield, uh, you know, everyone knows how much I like Will Schofield on this program. Will Schofield, if you listen to this, which you probably won't, when you're commentating, get your facts right. He didn't take the mark on top of Brass. He took the mark on top of a Crows player. In Frampton, kicked it. He need him in the back of the head, um, and they had an argument. I don't know if you listen to Six Power. I was watching the game Six Power for five minutes. So I was talk arguing how tall Jack Darlin was. One hundred and ninety-one. He's one hundred and ninety-one. He goes, no, he's not. He's one hundred and ninety-five. And it just kept going back and forth. I bet five thousand. I don't want to hear that shit. Mm. I want to hear commentary. You know. Um, you know, don't let yourself down. You said you're going to go into the media for the right reasons. Don't get caught up in trivial crap like that. Ben Key's got 32 disposal, six clearances. He's a good player. And I just, I like Adelaide. They've got a young list. You know, that Darcy Fogarty, he's very similar to Jack Darlin. Mm. He had the ball six times in the first 10 minutes of the game, but he kicked three points. Yeah. Um, and that's the difference between Darling and a guy like Fogarty. Um, you got to take your chances when you got them, you know. And if he had to kick those three goals, that would have put Eagles really on the back foot. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get ground coverage. And even when Eagles got the ground coverage and the ground position that they wanted, Adelaide just kept pushing. They didn't give up. So I liked it, what I saw about them. Yeah. That's very much instilled on in the coach. If you yeah. watch that um, Amazon doco, the footy one, he that's what he did at training. He, watched, he was all about the hard ball, the second efforts, the pressure acts. And you see that with their game style now. They don't have the polish yet to win no. games, but their pressure acts and their pressure style of play. Well, is, that's, that's is how he played himself. Yeah, and it's it it, it showed in this game. The polish mm. wasn't there. That's why they didn't mm. win. Yeah, but their effort was matching Eagles and better than Eagles some stages. They got some good young players coming through, yeah. and they're, yeah, they're oh, like I'd be excited if I was. Yeah, and look, they'll probably match us when we play them again at Adelaide Oval yeah, later in the year. Will. So um, you know, and the home ground advantage could could work in their favour, but. Tex Walker probably missing. Who knows if he would have been a bit different. Um, that makes their team a bit taller. I just thought McAdam was really good. And um, that Fogarty, his legs, man. I've never seen a guy with legs that thick, man. <laughs> they were like tree trunks, man. I don't know how the guy runs, man. <laughs> but um, I think it was Shep went against him. He just flicked Shep off like nothing, man. I was like... And what, what's your feeling on Shep in the last couple of weeks? Because he's getting a lot of tackles broken. Um, I've, I've, uh, sorry, I gave him some. The Cats game was his worst game I've ever seen him, him mm. play in a long time. Yeah. I think since then, though, I think his um, form has reflected the Eagles where he's bounced back. And I think just as he was a bounce back, I think mm. his game's been quite good, actually. I thought before, even pre to the Collingwood uh, Geelong game, his form was oh, not the shit we know. But since the Geelong game, I agree with Dan, he's been pretty good. Oh, I don't know saying he hasn't yeah. been good, but it is, he's usually really good with the tackles. Mm. And I, I did notice him get a head clash. And in, I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if he went in as hard. I don't know. I don't want to be critical because, mm. you know, he's the most underrated football player I've ever seen, you know. Yeah. He's brilliant. But um, talk about underrated players, 
I, I gave this guy a vote, and no one did, but I gave Tom Cole a vote, mate. That was one of his better games. He was a long time. You know, he, he only had like fifteen or sixteen possessions or something like that. But it was the second efforts, and him just following up the ball, and you know the, the one percenters that you don't get um, stats for. You know, his pressure acts were brilliant. I just, I think he does it every week. Uh, he was I'm a big fan of him. He, he was good, and I was critical of him last year. And he, he sort of worked his way into the team last year because 2019 had a shocker. Mm. Um, but yeah, I was super impressed with him, and I gave him a vote just for the way he attacked the ball. And um, yeah, it's going to be hard <laughs> when all our backs are people were critical back there. of him in the 2018 Grand Final. Bit, you know, oh Steve Jesus Christ! First two goals. We never they got another kick after that. No, they wore him down. So. Job, so also, right. Gov. I just thought uh, rewatching it. Gov. Uh, yeah. I think as Eagles supporters, we take him for granted because we've just had him down back now for so long. And I didn't notice watching it live, but I actually watched the replay of it, and I didn't notice at the time how much of an impact he had. He had twenty disposals, and he had about ten intercepts, nine, ten intercepts. He just throws his. Body backwards, no he's worry about it. Courageous no as. Yeah. Brilliant player. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And he's been the captain and he's been leading by example yeah. when he's been out there. And like you said, he froze himself into, you just sit there and go, Jesus Christ, it takes a lot of courage to back into some of these things, yeah. especially when you've got somebody that's 202 centimetres coming at you yeah. It weighs 100 kilos. Um, but yeah, I probably was critical of one little play there, but then it wasn't his fault when I looked it back on the TV. Oh, I didn't want to talk about <laughs> Nick Adams' block of. Barass, where Phil Fop kicked the goal. Oh, no, I was in the... The umpiring frustrated me, and it went both ways. Yeah. But it was so bad, and it was funny after that round, that was the noise about that, not only that game, but others ratting even calling out the coaching. It was a round-wise thing where yeah. the umpires were really put under the spotlight, and I found that in that game as well. It was just holding ball rule disappeared. Like Brandon's play on, he's a quick boy. He watch, he put his head down, slow down, put his arms up in the air, and he's called play on. Petroselli, I'm obviously naming he was one because I'm one eye on seeing that said to go both ways. Not being paid the juggling mark he took. Yep, it was just amazing. You mentioned off air the mm. seven meter kick. Yeah, that was fifteen meters. That they get yep. the goal from like. the umpiring over the whole round was pathetic, and the whole umpiring this year. But I blame that on all the rules they change every yes. year, so it's a hard job. I'm not going to bag the umpire, but it wasn't that great watching it. All right, let's get on to our bounce down. It's bounce down. All right, can Jack slay the Giants? Uh, Dan come up with that title for the show, so that's what it's called. <laughs> round ten, uh, we play him at Giants Stadium, eleven. 10 on Sunday morning. Uh, look, our win history, we've won the last four, surprisingly, and only one of them has been at Giants Stadium. That was by 25 points. The previous three before that were the Giants, and they won one at Seabee. And the closest win we've ever had was back in round 21, 2016, when Nick kicked a goal with eight seconds oh, yeah. to go. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. It, it, it seems to say long ago. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's just like... I thought it was a lot. No, I thought it was only like 2018 or something, but it's 2016. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so our record's not too bad there, but, you know, we're coming against the Giants and uh, the injury list. I'll go through the Eagles ones. Shannon Hearn, he could be playing this week. Mm. So it'd be third time lucky for his, what, 291st game. Yeah. So I don't know if they do that away or they do it at home. Don't think it makes much of a deal, does well, it, really? Yeah. I think the 300 is the more important. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Vardy, he's a test. 
Um, for more reports, Liam Ryan is back this week. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Now... He's swimming, so there Yeah, he was swimming. He's never swung before. And Simo said he walked through and he went, who's that in the pool? And he goes, he goes I've never seen Liam in a pool ever. Yeah. So he goes, he's doing the extra things. He said he's ready to go. He wanted to play two he, weeks ago, I, so... I think he went a bit further. They said he's never seen him do extra cardio work <laughs> either, so yeah. that's good to see. Um, should we... Well, who knows when he's going to be back. They said the game after the round, but it's getting further and further, so maybe he's had a hiccup. Elliot, yo... He's a surprise. He could be back before the. I'd yeah, like to play waffle first. Whoa. Well, they've they, they already <sighs> said Simo even and Vozzo have both said he will play a waffle game before really? he plays an AFL game. Oh, all right, I'd just be chucking him straight in. Duggan's six weeks. Last week it was four weeks, so now it's six weeks. Uh, so you never know. Venables, like uh, Dan said earlier on in the show, I think uh, waiting for a medical clearance. Hutch, he's back with a hammy test. Uh, young Winder, we reported last week, had a meniscus uh, surgery, so he could be back. He's got to be off his feet for four weeks, but they won't rush him back. And Rioli, well, fingers crossed he's back. Mm. But uh, we'll find that out. They said this week, I don't think it will be this week, but you look at the Giants, they've got some big names out too, so do you want to go through them, Wayne, or what? Yeah, well, Toby Green, that's the massive one. Good one for us, but I'd rate Toby Green. He's massive. I'd rather play Giants than the full strength, but mm-hmm. Al, anyway. Steve, he's four weeks, fractured shoulder. Caniglio is still four to six with an ankle. Nick Haynes, Destiny's hammy. Davis, three weeks with a calf. Lockie Keefe, knees, season. Bruce, another two weeks with his shoulder. Sam Reed, a week with his hammy. And DeBoer, seven weeks of hammy. And they also lost Harry Himmelberg as well with a hamstring. Was it hammy, Himmelberg or Perriman? Uh, or was it Perryman? I was one of them. Perryman went on. He got subbed off. Well, yeah, he's out for... I'm pretty sure it's um, Perryman. Four to five weeks. Is it? Yep. Well... I heard that today. So, look, um, there's some big names, so, mm. as long as us, you know. So, and they played great football games, Richmond. Let's face it, they should have won. If Tarando didn't dribble the kick in the last minute of the game, they win that game. Mm. And they would have gone in um, heads held high, very buoyant. You got you still got some great... Yeah. Play, you know, you take that out of any team like us. You take your A graders out. You sit there and go, "Where's the depth?" But they've got so much depth as well. well Jesse Hogan did a Jack <sighs> Garling, didn't he? Dan, yeah, he got three goals in about three, minute, three minutes, one or two minutes or whatever it was. So, well, you talk about it. You got Hogan, you got Taranto. You still got Hopper in the team. Uh, young Kelly, Ward, Whitfield. Himmelberg, Riccardi, and Tom Green. He's only, what, in his second year of football, but that guy can play. Mm. Uh, um, rising star. He is, yeah, and he's the fourth player to be given the rising star with a second nomination this year. Mm. So he got one last year. Um, it's going to be an interesting game. This is, for the Eagles, it makes our season. Yeah, Because we win away, and it's a, <clears throat> I don't want to say against a grain, but it's one we could easily drop easy, mm. too. Oh, definitely. This because is not going to be an easy game. This is, um, the ground is probably not what we're used to. I think it's a bit more narrower. It's like, I think it's a bit, it's in between CB and... Um, yeah. Not, uh, yeah, it's just a narrower ground. That's mm. the old sports ground um, thing there. So, look, hey, it's going to be interesting. If we go out there with our heads out eyed and go in there positive, we've got to win this. Mm. If we really want to be a serious threat... Yeah. You know, um, we, we I know we say we've got the players out, but they've got players out as well. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be 
is like we always say, where's it going to be won? It's got to be the midfield this game because there's just no question. There's quality still there on both sides in the midfield, and um, but I think we can stretch them down forward. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. You know what we're going to get from our backs, and you know what we're going to get from our forwards. The midfield uh, is still when they're fire, they look unstoppable, even with the outs. Mm-hmm. But if they're tagged, if they're not there. That's where we become very vulnerable. The ball yeah. comes in too quick. There's too many inside 50s against us. Um, we don't get enough supply up forward for our inside 50s. So I agree this game's definitely in the midfield. But I'm very interested to, about one GWS player. And everyone talks about Cripps, but I was never a big fan of Cripps. He did a $750,000, $100,000 deal with Carlton now. So he's off the mark. But Toby Green's been such a good captain. They've responded to him being captain. I wonder if Coniglio might actually be on the outs a bit. If he's stripped of captaincy, it's very hard to strip a player of captaincy and then they just play around meekly at that club. Um, they would want to open up... Seven-year deal, but then. That's what I was going to say. They want to, they've want to. they signed all these deals when they were in their prime. They made a grand final. They thought, we're going to make a run of it. They haven't played finals last year or this year. Mm. Oh, I don't... Well, if they win this game, they're back in the mix. But if they say they don't make finals that year, they've got to reevaluate their list. They can't have Cali on $8 million for eight years. They can't have Canigli on the five years left for, mm. say, 800000 900000 They can't have it. So you might find a Trelaw situation go, right, we need to save salary cap, even if we're paying a little bit of that, mm. and let's get rid of him. Let's have Toby Green um, as captain, and let's... It's re-attack my, the draft. My, and I agree totally with you, but my only, if I was playing devil's advocate, Ollie Wines was the captain. He stepped down. He plays better football. Todd Viney was captain. He's no longer captain, and now he's doing not. Were they, they weren't really stripped of it, though. Like, this would be a straight... Caniglia doesn't want to give up the captaincy. Mm. Like, I think it would be a lot messier. After I watched that uh, Making the Mark um, doco, I, I I was wondering why he was made captain in the first place. I wondered why he's still there. <laughs> I thought like it, it didn't it wasn't happy viewing if you were a GWS nah. fan, mm. was it really? No. Like they looked like a little bit of disharmony with him and the coach. Looked like he was an escape go. And it just looks like he wasn't enjoying his footy or his time there. No. And with mental health on you know every, on the front page everywhere because it's a very serious matter. If you're not happy in your workplace, no matter what it is, you almost have to get out of there. But he has been injury prone for the last three season, I think, yeah. and um, he missed a grand final as well. Some shocking ankle injuries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And if he went, if to say he was on the market, or you wouldn't be paying how much what he was worth. No, that's you know why I, mean? I said it'll be similar to Trelaw, where they're still going to have to pay some of it, yeah. basically because what you said, the ankle injuries and yeah. stuff. He hasn't been able to get on the park as much as you'd like. All right, winner and margin, boys. I reckon E was by twelve. We've had a lot of good close games with GWS. Yeah, I was going to say Eagles by fifteen. I'm going to say Eagles, but uh, I'm not going to put a margin on it. So I'm going to uh, look. Oh no, yeah. I said fifty six. Did you see his top three on the weekend? He had four players in it. I wasn't going to dump you in. Oh, thank God! I've done it before. Yeah, Uh, yeah, but uh, hey, man. Because you're admin, you can get away with it, can't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't split them, so. And I did, so I couldn't split them. All right, if I put a thing on, I'll put, uh, I'll put 18 points. Mm. I reckon we can comfortably, to me, 18 points is comfortable. Um, I did say 56 for Adelaide. Look, coming up after that, we've got Essendon and Optus. 
I think I'm glad we got them at Optus, so we play better than against them at Optus. Uh, Blues before the buy on the MCG. I think we should be able to account for them. But then we've got Tigers, Bulldogs and Swans, so we've got another tough run there. Mm. Even though two of them are at Optus, which I don't mind. So, uh, you know, the Swans is a hoodoo ground. It always has been. So um, you got Crows in South Australia. you got the Roos over here. All the teams that are big enough that, like Melbourne, we got them over here. The only one's the Lions, the Gabba, as I said. But as you guys were saying earlier when we looked at the top eight, is that this game is so important because this would put us two games clear of, uh, or three games clear yeah, of, three but, games. which actually wipe them away from us. Yep. I, I think the, the big game here is Essendon because Essendon have beaten us at home before. Yeah, but... They love playing at Optus. They just love it. Yeah, but they, they've been, no, they only played us twice there. One win and one loss. And the win was a big one. But th- their loss was a big one. Mm. So... I just think they're... To, they're to me, Essendon are front runners. They've got no defence. And coming up against a team that's got defence, you just look at what um, Freo did. Freo mod the game on defence. And Essendon struggled to score. So... Um, yeah, I don't think that one's a big one for this me. Is a vital game. I like the Blues just because it's an yeah. MCG. Mm. If it's an away game, I always smile when it's an MCG game. And it's not because of the grand finals there. We actually just play well at the MCG. And we got we got Magpies at MCG mm. uh, at the end of the year as well. Yeah. Uh, look, um, hopefully, like we said, if we win against Giants, it sets out by our season very good, I think, because it gives us a bit of breathing space. Drop it. We're going to be just working hard all the time. Um, so let's hope the boys can put it in. And um, we'll get back next Tuesday with another show. Uh, thanks for joining us, boys. Thanks, mate. Good to be here. And, um, oh, yeah. Get on Eagle Nation and give us a review. Catch you guys. See ya.